Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Nicole. And I'm Gina. And today we are dishing up another episode in our self-care series, today's topic on digital wellness. And of course, as always, before we begin, just a quick favor to ask if, or actually I should say, since you like this podcast, please write us a review. Reviews on iTunes are everything to us and they help us reach more people. So of course, we'd appreciate it. Yes. And this self-care series, Gina was just, uh, we were chanting it right before we went on air. But once a month, we're focusing on a new area of self-care and life gets overwhelming for all of us. That sense of getting lost in the sea of to-dos, worry, and anxiety seems inevitable. And self-care, we need more of it probably in our lives. And that is simply the active process of making your body and mind a pleasant place to inhabit by filling your own cup first, ensuring you have enough to give others. And this is a little bit new for us, but with uh, self-care is a huge topic. We're unpacking it one one topic at a time and today all on digital wellness for both ourselves and our families. So to kick us off, uh, simply put, what is digital wellness? And the uh, the old Google pulled up, uh, digital health is the pursuit. And I'm using those interchangeably, I guess I should say, digital wellness, digital health. Uh, but it's the pursuit of an intentional and healthy, there's that word healthy, we don't quite have a definition for that, uh, but relationship with technology, both in the workplace and personal life. With the reliance on the internet and digital devices, the goal of digital wellness is to promote and develop healthy use habits and assist users in maintaining a healthy digital environment and lifestyle. And so why do we care? Why is this important? Why is it a part of self-care? There is a link, a known link between increased technology use and mental health issues, including but not limited attention issues and behavioral problems. In the workplace, it's associated with burnout. And we were just talking about this on the pre-roll. So we know that working towards an improved digital wellness or, or improved digital health can improve employee and life satisfaction, as well as productivity and engagement while improving our health outcomes, everything from improving our stress level and anxiety to both physical health, um, the gamut there, um, as well as weight is encompassed in there. Uh, So we don't talk about weight a whole lot on the show, but uh, increased technology use is linked to higher body mass um, index. So what does digital wellness look like? And this isn't, I wish there was more, I guess. And that's why we're we're gonna unpack it a bit on today's show. But some of the things that popped up in preparation for the for the discussion today was digital wellness may look like the use of do not disturb features. I have this on my work phone. Do you as well? Well, I don't have a work phone necessarily. My We'll talk about this, but my work phone and my personal phone are one and the same, but I do have that, yes. Okay. Uh, a second what it may look like is alert features that notify users of when their daily screen time or app times have surpassed uh, set limits. That's one I know we're going to talk about. And the use of blue light blocking glasses to alleviate um, eye strain. And oh, that's a big one for me. So we're just going to kind of jump in first with ourselves and then in a bit here with our family, specifically the kids. So just kick us off. Gina, what has your digital wellness uh, looked like since the pandemic? Has it improved, declined, or stayed the same, would you say? Yeah, this is a hard one for me because I kind of think of it in two ways. I think overall, my digital my digital wellness has improved since the pandemic. That is specifically for my personal use of, you know, digital app apparatus, whether it's a computer or my iPhone um, or my watch. I had to remember that one, too. Uh, in other words, I'm not doing useless scrolling or looking at my watch constantly to see how far my rings are. I will say at the beginning of the pandemic, that was pretty bad. But since then, I have learned to sort of, um, I don't know, put limits on that and and do better in that area. I will say, though, I'm definitely on social media a lot more now since starting my business because I'm creating content. So it's not necessarily useless scrolling, but it is staring at a screen and looking at social media 
to create content, which, you know, can have some of the same side effects as, well, maybe not quite as bad, but useless scrolling. So I think I, I would say actually it has gotten better as far as the sort of mindless staring, but I've, I'm on my computer slash phone more since the pandemic because I now have two jobs, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I would say for me, I in my personal life, I am probably on devices less. Um, I'm probably less social maybe than before COVID. I don't know. But also, I would say I'm vlogging less. And if I'm being honest, probably spending a bit less time on the podcast. I will just say it's it's a challenge for me um, to be on a screen, specifically a laptop, after work. I have just found it's it's just increasingly challenging for me. So it's not that I'm not enjoying blogging or enjoying podcasting, but to me, finding that dedicated time to concentrate at a laptop outside of work hours is, it's just not a priority and it's not enjoyable. Uh, yeah. And I would say I'm personally less focused on the growth of both the podcast and the blog. I think we've just kind of resigned ourselves to, you know, we're going to focus on organic growth with the podcast. You know, it is what it is. We don't have any advertising. We're just not really... Um, we love to see growth and we so appreciate people, you know, reviewing the show and and all of that. But I wouldn't say we're, it's not consuming us. Is that fair, Gina? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we talk about self-care and we talk about when to say no. And there's certain things we have to take off our plate. And not that we're taking the podcast and blogging off our plate, but it can't be the center of our attention when we have kids, husbands, and full-time jobs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's just a fact. Yeah, it's it's a piece of the pie, but it's it's not the piece. It's not as big of a piece as it may be for other shows that are are seeing rapid growth and um, maybe just out there slaying it. So props to them. That's just not. And it's interesting because we've actually had listeners comment on that, Gina, about how they actually respect our hustle and ability to even do what we do based on the fact that we have full time jobs and kids and all of that. It so is. I, it's really hard. It is hard. Yeah. You had to find time before work or after work. and. Also in between, you know, also being a, a good mom <laughs> right. and a good partner. So, yeah, it's, it, it's a challenge, but I think I think we're doing it. I think we're slaying it, Nicole. I, I just love it. Yes, totally. I agree. I agree. Um, so yes. What, what? How do you define slaying? There you go. Um, <laughs> it just depends right. on the day, right? <laughs> All right. Exactly. So in terms of work and technology use, has that changed since the pandemic? What percentage of your day or hours of your day are you on your computer? Uh, or away from your computer, not at a device. I feel like you asked me this once just randomly when we were texting back and forth mm-hmm. about my job. One of the things, because I'm like you, I I don't, I'm a people person, even though I wouldn't say I'm necessarily an extrovert, I'm more of an introvert, but I'm also, I don't like staring at a computer all day. I like talking to people and being engaged. And one of the things that I'm disliking about my current job is that it's just so much, especially in the summer, staring at a computer all day, every day alone in my office. So generally speaking, my day is about 80% on the computer and then 20% other. And that can be really hard for me. And, you know, just not having a conversation with anyone other than, you know, the uh, the water, what do they call it? The water fountain talk. What do they call it? Mm-hmm. Water cooler. Yeah. Water cooler talk. Yeah. The meeting after if the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, now the meetings are all on Zoom, which that has gotten a little bit better. But even the meetings that I had with students that used to come into my office, now they're all like, can I just meet on Zoom? And of course, I'm going to say yes, because yeah, we still have that ability. So I'm not even having one-on-one conversations with students. So yeah, I would say generally about 80% of my day is on the computer staring at a screen. And I do want to say that those, I did ask my my eye doctor about those blue uh, blue light glasses, whether they actually help with eye strain. And he said that they're, they're useless. Did I already tell you this? Now, I will mm. say... I do think changing the the screen on your phone before you go to bed, I, I think it does help as far as not stimulating you like the blue screen does before you go to bed. You know, they say not to stare at a screen, you know, one to two hours before going to bed, especially not a, a phone or an iPad screen because of that blue light. I think it would help with that. But as far as eye strain, my doctor says that there's actually no good evidence to support that those, those glasses help. So mm. just a, an aside. Um, but if you still think that they're helping you, by all means, keep using them. Uh, as far as my other very, very, very part-time job, a lot of it is on the computer because it is virtual, you know, virtual intuitive eating, wellness, 
coaching. So I'm staring at a screen the whole time. I'm also looking at my device, like I said earlier, to create content, which is not something that I am used to doing. And I've been doing that a lot more lately. Uh, when I have downtime, <laughs> it's, you know, not, which is not a lot of time, generally on the weekends when I have my kids to help me too. So a lot of looking at the computer. Uh, yeah. What about you? I'm just curious before I respond with myself, how many of your clients currently, like, are they local or? So, yeah, uh, it's funny. I have, so I have three clients right now. Two, one is local, two are not. Interesting. I'm always yeah. curious about that stuff. I would say for myself in terms of being on a device, uh, six to eight hours a day. Um, So if I get pulled away from my laptop at work, and I'll be honest, I have a private office with a good amount of desk space that's covered in crap. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Oh, okay. Can we, you text me your workspace and I'll text you mine. Okay. 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 I'm going to be so embarrassed because I I know right now, right? When you, when you just (laughs) said that you totally win, Nicole, to me. My amount of crap on my desk is absurd, but don't even show me. It's fine. Yeah, you'll get hives. I, <laughs> the only reason I clean it is because I see patients in my room and it's like, um, okay, well, A, there's probably HIPAA sensitive information that should go somewhere. And mm-hmm. two, yeah, it's just kind of embarrassing. And I deal <laughs> with blood and I don't know. I just, yeah, I want it certain places. Okay. Yeah, but. Oh, where was I going with this? Oh, so sometimes I'll get up. What I oh, I started to say, got sidetracked with my messiness. I should probably <laughs> just get like an an actual monitor or two, but I work off of a teeny tiny hmm. laptop. And oh, I, yeah, yeah, really. I know. Oh, oh <laughs> no I wonder my like eyes that. hate me. My eyes literally hate me. But it's often that I'm cool. working away on my computer, and then somebody will say, "Oh, can you help me do this? Can you help me do that?" So I might be. I am go maybe bouncing from one computer to going to look at another computer with somebody else on my team to help them. Um, and then you had to bring your laptop. Uh, sometimes I would say I went to using a laptop because my old laptop, when it would dock and undock from a monitor, it would get all fritzed out and I would have to restart it every time. And I was like, Oh, ain't nobody got time for this. Like, cause I might've gone to, there were times pre pandemic, I would go from the outpatient center to the hospital and back maybe two times a day. So like four trips in mm. total. So dock, undock, dock, undock kind of a situation. Mm -hmm. Who has time to restart their computer four times in a day? Uh Uh-uh. No way. Mm. Just annoying. Mm -hmm. So I got rid of it, but I I should probably go back to it. And previously, I would would say some days I I do have more patient care than others. But when I was an educator, I was pretty terrible at charting while counseling or in my sessions. And often I'm meeting with a patient for 60 to 90 minutes. That's a lot of time away from the computer. I don't have that as much anymore. And most of my meetings are are virtual. And we'll talk about that a little bit too. I mm-hmm. So 80% of my workday, and honestly, I do another 30 to 60 minutes easily from my phone, either before or after work, usually both. Um, yeah. And yeah, more on that. Yeah. Uh, oh, just, an, just a comment. Just, I guess a question for you, Gina. Okay. Zoom, Teams calls, meetings, what. What would you as an employee want to see in terms of virtual versus in-person meetings? I would always prefer, well, here's here. Okay. I would prefer if the meeting is in, you know, the near vicinity of my office, which most of them are, that it's in person. Of course, I want to be able to get up, have an excuse to move, get it out of my office, see some new faces, not stare at a screen. But and actually, to be fair, generally speaking, in our office, that's what we're doing. But again, the meetings that I'm creating with people outside of my office, like outside of my main office, where um, our our building, they prefer doing. Uh, we, we use Zoom, Zoom meetings or Microsoft Teams. Yeah, and and that's fine. You know, I get it. Like we can all be lazy again. You know, before it's like, oh, you know, walk a half mile to come see me, which now sounds kind of ridiculous. Why would you walk a half a mile in the 90 degree weather when you can just get online and go to a Zoom meeting? I get it. But it was kind of nice to be able to get out and get some fresh air. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it's convenience. We can fit more meetings in now. Yay. That's true. (laughs) I guess for me personally, I I do have 7 a.m., 7.30 meetings and then some evening stuff. Those I would prefer to keep on Teams. But I would say if it's during my workday, my preference is really to go to in-person meetings. Yeah. Yeah. Even if there's some back and forth. Yeah. 
I'm with you. I just, like, I, I any just feel like they're more effective. <laughs> they are. Yeah. But at the same time, I I do also want more ability to be able to work virtually and, you know, to work from home. So, I mean, I guess my answer, it it doesn't really make any sense. I'm sort of in a, I'm in between, you know, I'd like to be in the office and having face-to-face meetings, but at the same time, I like to have the opportunity and the option to be able to work from home and do Zoom calls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I need a mixture of both. Here you go. Here, yeah, it's it's a crazy world. This post pandemic life we're living as as working adults. Yeah. All right. And along the same vein, do you have work connected to your phone? You said your office phone is your personal phone in terms of Teams, Google Hangouts, email, calendar. What's connected and do you find this helpful or harmful? Yeah, I, I do actually have my work connected to my phone. I do find it helpful quite helpful actually, because sometimes my watch will remind me that I have to be somewhere. This has not happened a lot, but it, it, I can, I can think of two specific times where I looked down at my watch. And I'm like, Oh crap, I have to be, you know, across campus in 15 minutes. And I didn't even realize it. And my watch reminded me. So that was nice. Uh, I'm really, I don't think the type of person, nor do I have the type of job where I would get an email on my phone or watch, uh, and, and feel like I need to respond right away. So in that regard, I don't think it affects me very negatively. If I do start to notice, or if I ever started to notice that it was affecting my mental health, I would honestly have no problem unlinking the two. Uh, because again, it's, I don't have the type of job where it has to be, they, they're not requiring me to connect the two. Uh, it's really just a personal preference. So if I, if I found that it was affecting my mental health where I was waking up in the morning and checking my email, you know, first thing and checking it throughout the day, looking at my watch, then I would for sure unlink them. But at this point, I just find find it's more helpful than harmful. What about you? Similar. If you go on vacation, do you look at Mm -hmm. it? Oh, I totally do. But here's the thing. Again, it's not because, so Nick, I think is a different story because he, I feel like he should just put his away because it'll just cause him stress. I will look at emails and they don't cause me stress. I don't have a very stressful job. I think to myself, if I keep up with my email when I'm on vacation, it'll leave less stress when I get back. So instead of coming back to 100 emails, maybe I'll come back to 20, the 20 top important ones. And that's, and I, I feel more stress when my, and I'm one of those weirdos that always has, has a very, you know, cleaned out <laughs> inbox for my email. And I especially feel like that when I get home from back from vacation, I will feel less stressed and just recharged and ready to take on the day when I come back from vacation and my inbox is not at, you know, 5,000 or whatever. Uh, so yes, I do check my email uh, throughout my vacations, but again, I'll, I'll do it like 10 minutes a day. If I can put 10 minutes a day and checking my email done for the day. And I don't even necessarily, I don't respond to any, I just, you know, will flag them or nothing intense, but yeah. What about you, Nicole? Yeah, I'm the same way. I just find that it's less stressful to put in those little micro periods of of commitment um, yeah. when it's can be it's on my schedule, right? It's it's I'm not on the clock, so. Um, but I do have my work email calendar and Teams all on my phone. I would say, well, I was telling you today was a really good example of Teams. Uh, I was out walking for a break, and I'm a mile from my office and I'm getting a team's message of, I need you here now. And I'm like, well, I'll be there in a mile. I mean, like I'm on foot, baby. Like, um, (laughs) but I guess a piece of me was just a little resentful that, and this was an extenuating circumstance, but I would say if it's the lunch hour per se, I, I don't want to be bothered during that time. And I want to help my team be respectful of the after hours. Um, and my boss actually put at the bottom of her email recently, her signature of her email, it said, um, please, please know I don't respect or expect a response, you know, promptly after I send this email, your working day may not mirror mine or something like that. And I will say, I love seeing that at the bottom of every email. I mean, she, I, I am prompt about email. I'm like, Eugenia, it's like, having that baby down to like next to nothing is very much my love language at work. Mm. But yeah, I think if I removed one of them, it would probably be teams. I just, my team, if they need me, I guess, can reach me on my cell phone regardless. 
So I, I don't jive well with teams. I don't exactly understand it. I, I don't use it enough to feel comfortable with it. If that's maybe that's a good well, way to explain like it. Well, it sounds like you're a Google organization yeah. anyway. Yeah. So it's like, it's the same thing as Google Hangouts, but my understanding for Google of Google Hangouts is everything goes into like a inbox versus like a push notification on your phone. So it more or less shows up like a text message if somebody's reaching out, if they ping me while I'm at work. And the problem mm-hmm. is I've got people on my team who just work different work hours than me. And some of them work 10 hour days and things like that. Um, I mean, I'm in healthcare, so there's people who work 12 hour days and there's, you know, nurses and things like that. Like their working day doesn't mirror mine. Um, and yet I feel as though getting a ping is a different sense of urgency than getting an email. You mean more so? Yeah. It's like, yes. I want you now. You yeah, know, that's, yeah, exactly. that's the impression I get. So I, I guess if I were inclined to remove any of them, it would be Teams. The calendar I find hugely helpful because it's the only calendar I keep. And so I've got, I am color coded on that baby, Gina. You would be like, whoa. I mean, <laughs> podcasting is on there. Yellow is my personal. Pink is my patients. I don't put patients names, but I put enough information there, you know, initials or something like that, that I know what's going on. Um, but for me, that's really important because my schedule varies quite a bit day to day. Like I said, some days I've got 7 a.m. meetings. Some days I've got 5 p.m. meetings at 530 even. It just depends. Um, so, yeah, the whole Teams thing is a blessing and a curse. Um, but I, I, I'll i just say, like, for example, there's rarely an evening workout lately that isn't interrupted by a Teams message. Mm. And it drives me bonkers. It drives me yeah. bonkers. And I can't. They don't know what I'm doing at that moment. But if you see that I'm idle, I don't know. Maybe consider that I'm gone for the day. It's funny because I was, we were talking about this with my sister-in-law and her wife, and they were saying that some people in their organization actually put themselves to go idle so that people don't bother them because they get mm. more work done. Like if they're green, I'm like, well, do people assume that you're just not working if you're idle? Like it, and she, Or like you have the yellow stat. I don't know what it is in Teams, but yellow basically means like you're away. And she's like, we have to stay on yellow. Otherwise, we get blown up all day. I'm like, that is so interesting. So I think it is a bit of a company culture thing. What's going on with the whole pinging versus email versus texting, all of that kind of stuff. We definitely don't ping. We don't do any of that. It's all email or text or call. Like, hello, pick up the phone and call. That's what we do. (laughs) Yeah. I'm getting calls from managers all day. Not all day. I shouldn't say it's all day. It's, you know. That's what they're that's they're picking up the phone and calling or texting me. Yeah. For chefs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to do, I need to do better about ignoring the team stuff because I, I would say we're we're on a slippery slope to unhealthiness and it's it, it is affecting me. It's a, it is affecting my my personal time and my recharge time. Um and I probably just need to have a direct conversation with those select individuals, but at the same time I want to be a good leader and, and I asp- I appreciate the hustle of people as well and that their working day may not mirror mine. <laughs> so I, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Okay, what about do not disturb features or time limits that you have on your devices? Do you feel that this helps? So we're shifting a bit away from work and probably more into personal. Yeah. Okay, I want to say that my phone, social media, I have, okay, I have it set for 45 minutes roughly. That's Instagram and Twitter, which actually, no, it's Instagram and Facebook. I don't use Twitter. Do you have your phone handy by chance? I do. Can you have an iPhone? Can you walk Mm -hmm. us through where to set these limits? Oh, good Lord. I'm putting you on the spot. You are totally putting me on the spot. I, I know it's in settings. The, uh, I want to say, do you not have an iPhone? I do, but I looked the other day and I could not find where. Oh, I found it. I found it. It's under settings, like you said. And then if you click on screen time, it looks like under app limits, you can click add limit and then choose there you go. Like yeah. social or whatever it is. Um, and then it pops up for messages, Instagram, blah, 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 blah. Okay. You're exactly right. So I do have app limits. Oh, it's actually, I would, oh my gosh, I'm wrong. It's not 45 minutes a day. It's 20 minutes a day. Mm. And here's the thing. I have a limit on my notes category because I am, you can ask Nick, and I'm obsessed with taking notes and making lists. So I had to put an app on my notes <laughs> or I had to put oh a limit gosh. on my notes. I know. Isn't that sad? Uh, and that was for my mental health, I would definitely say. And then 20 minutes a day on, on Instagram. Now, I will say this. Every single day, my time gets, is, is my time limit. I, I exceed my time limit. There is that little warning that says you've got five minutes and then it says your time is up. Um, and then I hit ignore every single time. But here's the thing. And I shouldn't say on the notes. That's, that's on Instagram. I do still find it useful as a reminder that, whoa, Gina, I, you need a break. 
but I do ignore it when I'm not done building content for the day. And as of lately, I will say that's what it is, is me building content. If I was scrolling for 20 minutes and that message came up, of course I would say, okay, yes, I'm done. And that has happened before where I would just be mindlessly scrolling for whatever, however long. And then the message comes up that says you're done for the day. And you better believe I say, okay, yeah, this, thank you for the reminder. I'm finished. Um, but yeah, generally speaking at, at this point in my life, it's because I'm building content and if, and if I'm not finished, you know, build, building the reel or the in Instagram post or whatever it is, I'll ignore it. But then it's still the good reminder that, okay, Gina, you've been on Instagram for 20 minutes today. It's maybe time to wind it down. So of course, after I'm finished with whatever I was doing, I will generally put the phone down and be done for the rest of the day. Not always, but I'm, I'm usually pretty good at that. Uh, both Nick and I have a, I would say, actually won't even say it's strict, but it is a, a newish rule that we actually enacted several months ago, but then slowly start to get a, started to get away from, but we've reenacted it as of a couple days ago, actually, that the phone goes away at 6 p.m. until the kids go to bed. Uh, we really just don't want them to start learning from our poor phone behavior. And here's why we chose 6 p.m. Nick's Nick is in sales, so he's on his phone all the way up until 6 o'clock, pretty much on the dot. And truthfully, I just bring my phone up once the kids are home. So if I pick the kids up at 4.45, 5, I, I, pick, I put my phone away right away. However, I do still have my watch. And this is so pathetic. I don't know why I, I, I don't need the steps, whatever. It's not about that, but I do, I need to learn to not have, I, I, I'm putting my phone away. If I'm not putting the watch away, it's almost pointless. So I, I feel the need to soon, and I think I'm going to do this, also put my watch away because I am still getting texts or email notifications. Now I know I can put, put the, put it on quiet or downtime, I think, but something about that, I don't know if, we're, if we have a question about the downtime, but I feel, I feel like when you get, when you have it on downtime, it, you don't then actually get texts or something. And then sometimes the, the, like the next day I'll wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, all these texts that I didn't even realize I had. Hmm. Do, do you use downtime? And I, I can't remember if that's how it is. Okay. I do actually appreciate downtime, but I like to put it on a little bit later where I'm actually going to bed and I don't want to get any more texts. So I guess at this point I'm putting my phone away and I'm debating whether to also put my watch away. So that's something that hopefully will come soon, but I'm not quite there yet. Mm, okay. What um, about you guys? Will you, will you play you? my activity of how many pickups in a day do you have? Cause this is scary. Wait, what? Okay. Go under your screen time thingy in your settings and then you scroll to, uh, Oh, under your little bars, it says daily average. So it has your daily average screen time yeah. right there. Okay, click see all activity. And then it tells you what apps you use the most. So like, what's your number one used app? Instagram. Oh, interesting. What's Instagram? yours? Messages, then Safari, then New York Times, then Teams, then Instagram. Okay, this is weird. Is this from t just today? Um. Yeah, probably. Okay, um, because... This doesn't make much sense. Mine's Instagram, then my website, which I never go to, but I happen to be on quite a bit today on my phone. Yeah, so you can click week up at the top. Mine, oh, mine okay. is still messages and then Safari and then Instagram. That's so interesting. <gasps> week, you're right. Okay, so mine's still Instagram, <laughs> then messages. What's your average minute on also, Instagram? Oh my gosh. For, for a week? Yeah. This isn't terrible. An hour and 23 minutes. Oh, interesting. I would assume I what's would. yours? Thirty three. Well, again, I'm not. I'm. I'm creating content. I have yeah. been creating so much content, like future content for posting. Yeah. Yeah. That is. I mean, that's really my own only way of advertising my business right now. So that's. I'm essentially working to promote my business on Instagram, and, and that's really it. Okay, go to the down a little bit. It says pick up. So this is how many times you pick up your phone and unlock the screen. Mine is a hundred and two. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you said a hundred and something because mine's 114. I actually think <laughs> mine was well over that at one point. And then it gives you the first app used after pickup, which is interesting. Okay. Too. Mine is messages. Yeah. So it's like you okay. get a text and you respond. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. I think that this is, so I'm encouraging our listeners, oh. I guess this is insightful information. Um, 
And if you don't get those push notifications of reports of all that information, I think it's it is helpful. Um, in terms of of my do not disturbs and all that, I have my phone to go silence. Um, I so for reference in an iPhone that would be under settings. I'm sorry, no, yeah, settings and then notifications. Nope, sorry, I'm not good at this. Uh, settings and then focus and then do not disturb. I have mm-hmm. it scheduled to go on every day from 8.30 p.m. to 7 a.m. That also then does not send any push notifications to my watch. So after 8.30 p.m., yes. people are like, you take forever to respond. I'm like, yeah, because I'm not looking. And it's not. Yes. I don't know. It's, it, okay. I think it's good. I think so, too. I, and I have actually mine is set for the exact same time. And see, that's the thing. I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe I should set it for earlier. I think yours is earlier. Sometimes I'm like, dang, Gina, it's like no. 6 p.m. And you're like, I'm silenced. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, you know what's funny? It's funny that you say that because I text some people during the day and it says their do not disturb is on. But I don't think they realize that. But they're still responding to my text. They mad, they're mad at somebody. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I've noticed that lately. A few people, including my dad, so I guess he doesn't really count because I'm not even sure he knows what he's doing on his phone. But even some friends and coworkers, I'm thinking, well, is your do not disturb really on? But you did should see we this normalize text. it? I think we should. But I think they, it's but, good. But here's the thing. They still responded. So what's oh. the point? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will respond, but I think that my... If I have 104 pickups and I was at work all day and I don't have my DND on at night, I probably got another 50 pickups between now and bedtime, you know? Wow. I don't know that. But anyway, um, but I am considering moving up to 8 p.m. because it does help me a lot. So I'm considering yeah. at this point like a 730. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Okay, so on to our kiddos a bit. According to the American Academy of uh, Child and Adolescent Psychiatry, children 8 to 12 um, in the U.S. are watching four to six hours a day of a smartphone, tablet, gaming device, TV, or computer, and teens is upwards of nine hours a day. Woo! They make us look like saints. I'm just kidding. Uh, so dangers of excessive screen time can lead to a plethora of issues such as sleep problems, lower academic achievement, less family time, uh, poor health and body image, fear of missing out while also increasing their exposure to violence and risky behavior, sexual content, negative stereotypes, substance use, cyberbullying and predators, targeted advertising and misleading or inaccurate information. And I love that last point. Okay, everything we see is not nece- or read is not necessarily true. So here is what our um, guiding uh, bodies say on screen time for children. Until 18 months of age, limit screen use to video chatting with an adult, for example, a parent who's out of town. That is it. That is the recommendation for children under 18. And that means passive screen time as well. So it just, you know, if you have the news on in the background, that is a screen. Between ages 18 and 24 months, little to no screen time is recommended. If watching, of course, my computer just timed out. Um, If watching, it should be educational content with an adult with a total exposure of less than one hour per day. For children three to five, limit non-educational screen time to about one hour a day. For ages six to 10, up to one to one and a half hours a day, encouraging healthy habits and limit activities that include screens. And then ages 11 to 13 is up to two hours per day. Whew. So just some tips because that's a little overwhelming. A lot of parents, you know, guardians are probably listening going, holy smokes, we got a lot of progress to make here. So some tips here. Uh, turn off screens during family meals and outings. Uh, learn about using those parental controls. This was actually the conversation in the hockey locker room last night, and I learned some things. Um, avoid using screens as pacifiers, babysitters, or to stop tantrums. I know you and I are both going to talk about this here in a minute. And then turn off screens and remove them from bedrooms 30 to 60 minutes before bedtime. So probably not your kids or my kids' ages, but but older kids. All right. So in terms of um, TV or tablet routine at home in, in your house, um, Gina, are you OK with or do you feel that your TV tablet routine with the kids has room for improvement? Oh, always, always. I think, OK, there was a while there when we were letting the kids have the tablet just willy nilly. I don't know. It might have just it depends on sort of where we're at in our life, sort of what the 
uh, season, I guess, is in, in our life. But there was a season recently where we were just given on the tablet at any time. And that has come to a, a standstill. We have taken the tablets away because I noticed, and we'll talk about it in, a, in an upcoming question, but behavioral issues for sure. As far as, so we don't let them have the tablet during the week. We will allow them to have the tablet on the weekends. TV though, we generally allow them to have a little bit of TV after after school. And it's not right when they get home. So they have to get home. They have to put all their stuff away from school. I generally have them do a little bit of like a reading or some type of a learning activity if I have time or they see they have a tutor that comes twice a week. And then after that, they have like a 20 to 30 minutes of TV, sometimes more if I'm being honest, more like an hour. Uh, Let's see. And then on Mondays, uh, so after that, they're done. So they, they end their television or screen time at least an hour, usually more like two hours before they're actually falling asleep at night. Uh, as far as one day a week, so today actually, I, I got into this routine. This is, oh, don't judge me here. I was letting Paige watch The Bachelorette with me. <laughs> I just let her watch one season and I realized this is probably not appropriate for her, but it was just, I don't know, bonding time. She wanted to come upstairs with me on Mondays and I thought, oh, we could watch The Bachelorette together. It was fun while it lasted, but I'm also never doing it again, at least not until she's, you know, in high school, if that. I actually don't know if I'll ever watch The Bachelorette again. So anyway, on Mondays, she does still come upstairs with me, but she watches a show and we watch it together. Uh, so yeah, it's the one day where she probably gets more like an hour and a half of television. Uh, but otherwise, you know, I think we do pretty pretty well. Definitely more screen time on the weekends, especially on the weekends where we just don't have much going on. This weekend, I would say, was one of those. It was rainy and or super, super hot. So we, even going to the pool was oh, arduous. Um, so we had some just downtime for sure. We had things going on, but like a few hours of downtime in between. And, you know, like what you said, don't use screen time as a babysitter, but it is so hard not to, especially when you're a working parent. And again, I'm sorry, you know, have my a business on the side. That's kind of like my time to actually work on my business these days. Mm-hmm. So I did have to kind of use that as a babysitter a little bit this weekend and other weekends. And now do I feel guilty about it? No. But that's just how it is. And that, you know, I do try really hard. If they say, can we watch TV? The first thing I usually will say is give it a 30 to 40 minutes and go find something to do that's creative or, you know, that doesn't involve looking at a screen. And of course, they get super annoyed, but they generally find something. I'll go into their room and, you know, they're reading a book. Rarely. Uh, Cameron's usually looking at Captain Underpants, not reading it, but looking at it, which is totally fine. Uh, or doing Legos, Paige is doing a craft. So it's really amazing the things that they will do if you actually don't, you know, just for just say no to the television and sort of uh, put it off a little bit longer. And if they don't have an option, then they'll find something creative or outdoorsy or something else to do. And, and they'll generally do that. Uh, so I've, I've found that that usually works really, really well. And then after they've done that for a little bit, you know, I'll give them their reward of, you know, 15 or 20, a show, a 20 minute show. So I think obviously there's always room for improvement, but I think at this point we're in a pretty good place. What about you guys? Similarly, yeah, no tablets during the week. Uh, TV during the week is after they get ready for the day. So in the morning, because we're camp, school, whatever in the morning. Um, so Mark and I are going to work. If they're up and at them and ready, they can watch, they can turn on the TV. Uh, mm-hmm. But then during the week, so I would say that varies quite a bit. If I noticed that they were losing sleep because they're like, I'm going to get up and watch TV and they were getting up at five o'clock in the morning to turn on the TV, that would yeah. be a hard no. But my kids <laughs> sleep generally till close to seven and we're walking out the door anywhere between 730 and 7.45, let's say, to drop Whoa. off. Wait a second. So how long does it take down? So that's the same exact for my kids. They wake up around seven mm-hmm. and then we're walking out around 745. Yep. I wouldn't even, I can't even imagine where they'd fit TV in. Yeah, exactly. So my it's kids not are slow, slow pokes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, this summer they're eating breakfast by choice at camp and it's a very wholesome breakfast. Oh. Love it. I'm so excited about it. So really the only thing they're doing in the morning is throwing on some clothes and brushing their teeth and then I do their hair. So it does. That leave, makes so much It sense. leaves a little bit more time. Yeah. They may get up as early as like 650, but the general rule is no, do not talk to mommy or daddy or do not turn on the TV after before seven. So they know like we, 
if they're up too early, they need to find something in their room to do, to, you know. Yeah, it, the TV is not going to babysit you because you're up early in the morning. Yeah. Um, and then at night, the TV can go on after after 730. And then we're typically taking them up to bed 815, 820, just depends on the night. So they're getting about an hour in the evenings. Um, and then a little more on the weekends. I, I'll be honest, I don't super limit on on weekends. And that's when I notice the big difference between my kids. Shay does not love TV like Piper. <laughs> Piper will watch paint dry if it's on a screen. And Shay, <laughs> after an hour, even not even an hour, she's off doing something else. She will go clean. She will play with her babies. She's off doing something. She will just draw, read. She's doing something else. Um, and I will just say, we'll talk about this next, but I don't see TV affect them the way the tablets do. Um, yes. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tablets are the devil. Uh, okay, so do you notice kids' uh, behavior changes in your kids after or around screen time? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I Yes, yes, yes. We recently had to get rid of the iPad because they were just watching mindless, mindless YouTube videos, which it's funny because I didn't realize, I didn't even realize they were looking at YouTube. I know, terrible parent, hashtag mom fail. It, it's not the adult YouTube, it's the kids' YouTube. Uh, however, I didn't realize that they were watching these videos. They weren't horrible videos. They were fine, but they're just mindless, dumb videos. Uh, and then when I would take them away, of course, they would get incredibly angry, especially Cameron. I would say just like Piper, Cameron could just stare at a screen all day long if he had to. Paige, not as much. I mean, she gets bored after an hour. She's ready to do something else. I don't know if that's an an age thing or an order of birth thing. I'm not really sure what's going on there, but I would definitely agree with you uh, about that. Um, so I found that essentially like we were talking about on social media and and what we do, you know, as adults scrolling through social media, that's what they were doing with YouTube videos, using it just like social media, just going there each like 15 minute little clips where they were just watching one thing and then going on to the next, watching one thing and then going on to the next. Um, and then getting essentially this dopamine rush each time that they were looking at a new video because, which is what made it more addicting. So when I would take that screen away, they would just get angry, uh, especially Cameron. I would not say Paige. I shouldn't even say they. It really was Cameron that I noticed that in more. And again, I don't know if it's an age thing, if it's a sex thing, if it's um, a birth order thing. I'm not sure what it is or if it's just him. I do not know, but he was the one that I would I noticed it was affecting more. And here's another thing that's interesting is when Paige would look at these YouTube videos, it was more, I would say, educational. And, and, and here's what she would do. She would watch YouTube videos of, you know, how to draw a bear or a donut or whatever, or she'll watch YouTube videos about making cake or what are some other fun ones she does? I mean, a little, I wouldn't call them necessarily educational, but they're not mindless. Like what Cameron is watching, such as, I don't even, I can't remember the kid's name, but Ryan, whatever, Ryan's room yeah, yeah. where he opens up stupid toys and plays yeah. with them and then goes on to the next and then the next and the next, uh, consumerism at its worst. And Cameron's watching this. Uh, so yes, I, I noticed especially Pay- or Cameron behaving poorly. So we took the, the iPads away during the week. We do allow them to happen on the weekends, like I said before. And I've already noticed this has probably been about a month, not even a huge improvement in specifically Cameron's behavior. But of course, on the weekends, when I give them back, it, sort of that behavior comes back. Uh, I did tell him because he would get, like I said, super angry when I took the iPad away and just like just grouchy and mean and and just say mean things. And I told him, like, Cameron, if you keep acting like that, when I take the the iPad away, you're not going to get it anymore. And that has kind of helped a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I'm almost ready to just throw it in the trash. But here's the problem. They get iPads at school. So Cameron's about to enter kindergarten, just like Piper, and he's going to get his own iPad. However can't watch YouTube on the iPad from school and you can't, they they don't bring it home on the weekend. So really the only time to use it is during the week. And really they're mainly educational reading, artistic, uh, uh, what is it? Not Minecraft. It's the, it's just educational apps. I can't think of what it's called Mm -hmm. um, that that they're doing on there, which I mean, I consider a, a better use of an iPad. And it's not that dopamine rush of scrolling through stupid, mindless opening toys videos. <laughs> yeah, that Ryan's world, uh, that kid yeah. is worth $32 million and his parents now work for him. 
<laughs> that's hilarious. I that. But yeah, the, the, my girls are obsessed. I think I mentioned it on a show a couple of weeks ago, but this Tic Tac toy, it's this annoying mom from Nashville. And oh my gosh, you guys want to make the messiest craft. And they're like, my girls sit there and they go, oh, don't forget to subscribe. I'm like, oh, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. But yeah, tablets are, they kind of make my kids monsters. I will say the fire tablets, they have like the OG ones that are completely full and yet they have nothing on them. Like they're just they're from my mom years ago. They're just like a base model, very inexpensive. There's not a whole lot they can do on them. And I think they're starting to figure that out. Mm-hmm. But for now, they've been pretty happy with them. I really limit the iPad. Um, if they ask for the tablet and they're denied, Shay especially will complain and complain. I'm so bored. I'll, I, there's nothing to do. I have no toy. Like whatever it is. <laughs> All over the place. And... I so I I just tell her I'm like that is telling me that you need less tablet in your life, not more. Um, and just yesterday I told them that they could have the tablets. So she she pitched a fit over it, and I said, "Here's the deal: you can have the tablet while I reheat dinner, which will be about ten minutes. But if you ask me again or two, pitch a fit when it's time to put them away, that will impact you getting them the next time." And it was wildly successful. So I think it's very clear to set reasonable boundaries, 10 minutes of tablet time before dinner. Fine. Like it was a weekend. It, it, like that is not a typical thing for us. And it, it was it was just fine. Um, but I kind of treat it and I'm, I would be curious what somebody else that's not a dietitian would have to say about this. But I kind of treat tablet time almost like dessert. Like I like to spring it on them and give it to them when they're not expecting it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know my thoughts on that. But yeah. Well, or, yeah, but technology- not my thoughts on it, but how we do dessert. Not yeah, much. I have no thoughts on that, but yeah. Well, does I mean my kids have sugar every day too. They they finally are done telling people my mom's a dietitian. She never gives us dessert. To oh yeah, we did have sugar today at this meal and this meal and this meal. Like they just forget. Like they have amnesia when it comes to what they've eaten for the day. I'm like uh huh yeah. uh huh uh huh yep. Uh, but I, I guess in terms of tablet, I like to just kind of keep it random and not use it tied to a positive or negative reward for the most part. So just something to yes. consider. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I I, I I like your approach, actually. I think that makes sense. Just kind of spring it on them as a, as a special treat, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, just you don't have to do anything to earn it, and you're not going to necessarily get it taken away if you do something bad, although that does happen, I will say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you don't have to earn it. It's just, yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. All right, our last question. Do you let your kids use your phone? Uh, so it really depends on what you mean by use your phone. Had they grabbed my phone and and played with it specifically if there's an app on there that they like? Actually, no. Every once in a while, there's an app. For example, Cameron likes the Kinder Toys and they have this stupid app where you have to scan with a QR code the toy that you get and then you see it like hopping around on your phone. It's so dumb. But every once in a while, I'll let him play with that. Otherwise, I'll let them use the phone to take pictures. Other than that, no, my phone is my phone. And I actually have have decided that they're not probably going to get a phone until they're in like college. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I, I, I'm so against them scrolling, doing all it's just, oh, I've seen it affect people negatively in my life. And I, yeah, I, I, so yeah, I don't let them use my phone for anything other than taking pictures. Yeah. Same. I, I do not let my kids use the phone. Um, for the first time this past weekend, Shay was actually texting my friend Kelly, um, <laughs> who happened to be in our home at that at that moment. Uh, but but that was really the first time I don't allow because one, their behavior tanks like worse even than a tablet. And then they want it more and they expect it more. And I noticed this, like I would say when we were going to breweries and and we weren't like appropriately packing, that sounds really bad, but that's like a thing around here. Like we would just go to the brewery with friends and and have like a drink and the, the kids, we wouldn't, we weren't coming prepared for the kids and they'd be like, can we have your phone? Can we have your phone? Or they see other kids with their parents' phone and then they think they can have it. Um, so we just kind of nipped that in the bud and we're like, we're taking this. And we kind of made it a thing of like, here's something special that you can take to the restaurant or wherever we're going that may not have as much fun kid stuff. Um, but two, my, my phone's got some information on it with work. And three, I don't want my phone broken and they treat it like a toy and just nope, 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 nope. Yep. Phones are too expensive. I'm I'm with you. Yeah, they're so small. No apps or anything like that. If we do anything, we're scrolling to look at like baby pictures and videos and they think that's fun. 
That is true. They do like to they like they like to look at the pictures from school that were posted on that day. Mm-hmm. So that I of course allow them to do or watch old videos of them as babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do love to do that. Like I'll I'll see Cameron on my phone randomly and he'll just be cracking up. And of course I'm looking at like a video of him as a you know baby or Paige doing a silly face or something. Uh, I used to have I used to have Snapchat on my phone where I would let them play around with the stupid filters. Uh-huh. And then I realized that that is also not good for their mental health. I mean, all these stupid filters that make Paige have, you know, flawless skin and beautiful whatever. And I'm just, why am I letting her do this? So I deleted it. And I will tell you, she was mad at first, but uh, I didn't care. Uh, she got over it pretty fast, though. I don't think she even remembers it. That was probably like six months ago. That's funny. Yeah. Well, it sounds like we have fairly good self-care in terms of of digital wellness, but probably identified a couple of opportunities for ourselves and hopefully our listeners did too. So cool. Thanks, Gina. And I, I think it's important to also note that if any of you aren't following the rules that we follow or have the you know same limits that we have, it doesn't make you a bad person or a bad human or a bad mom or a bad father. It, it you're You're just, we're all trying to figure this out, right? I mean, this is new for all of us. We didn't grow up with with digital screens or, you know, phones, iPads. We grew up with a television, um, barely the internet. <laughs> I mean, that's just basically telling our age. But yeah, every, we're all trying to figure this out for ourselves. And you are okay doing what you're doing. Uh, if you think you need to make some changes, by all means do it. But if you're not ready, then psh, that's fine too. All right. So coming up on August 7th, we will be dishing about how we divide our housework. Until then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitian's Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. And check out all of our episodes and show notes on our website, dietitiansdishpodcast.com. Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. And if you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. All right, everyone, until next time, be well. And Nicole, talk to you soon. Take care, Gina. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye.